Are you an Aussie tradie and your paperwork is shady? Do the darkest farm side keep you up late at night? Are you sick of pushing paper? Swinging your tools the more you gave up. Call us the tricks of your trade. Welcome to the Tricks of Your Trade podcast, where we talk about trade business topics to help you get through business life unscathed. Does the bill to pay you late and your cash flow fluctuates? Do you dread the office work? Can't afford a full-time clerk? Consider working smarter. Don't be a business smarter. Call us the Tricks of Your Trade. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode nine of the Tricks of Your Trade podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Serson, construction adjudicator and director of Tricks of Your Trade. So today in my podcast, I really want to start helping subcontractors to think about how they can make a change in the industry. Now, if you're going to work day in and day out and you can't stand the culture, you can't stand the fact that your well-being and your livelihood revolves around this industry and you can see that there are real problems afoot. How are you going to feel if you're looking down the barrel of the rest of your life uh, or the rest of your career, if you're going to make a career change, doing this in these circumstances? What would you say to the next generation of trades who are coming through? Do you think that those, those people who are being trained up to be tradies, who will then go on and be subcontractors once they grow their business, what would you say to them? Would you encourage them to take take a trade and to take that path? Or deep down in your heart, do you have concerns that the industry's broken and that no one in their right mind should still be starting new trade businesses and going down this path if they have of other options available to them? Now, this is not my sentiment. This is not me saying the industry is broken. What I'm saying to you here is that I hear, I get a lot of feedback from subbies who work with me one-on-one who will give me little insights into what the reality of their livelihood is like and their fears and their anxieties and the problems that they're facing on a day-to-day basis. And some of this stuff is pretty dark. I do debt recovery in the construction industry. Some of these people haven't been paid for months and months and months and the builders are holding their money to ransom or there's some dispute that is just tying things up and it can be absolutely soul destroying. So let me help you to understand that when I say that we need to make a change to the industry, I'm talking on behalf of those people who are desperate, who are despairing, who don't want to be operating in this space anymore and can't see any light at the end of the tunnel. Now in previous episodes, you will have heard uh, me interviewing a trade contractor whose business went into liquidation. Uh, There were some pretty raw comments there about what it was like for him and his family when that happened. And these are the day-to-day realities of what we're facing in terms of if we choose to have a career path in this industry. If you are at the subcontracting end of the contractual chain, builder insolvency, uh, unfair contract terms, blue-collar discrimination and the stigma and basic bullying and harassment is a reality of our world. And we don't seem to be helping each other. What we seem to be doing is undercutting, undercutting each other's prices and engaging in price wars to win work because the builders have got us so pushed down and suppressed that we have no other alternative. Sometimes I think hindsight can be the most 
valuable wisdom that you can possibly have. You can look at something in the rearview mirror and think, wow, that was so clear. Why did I not see that at the time? And I often feel that way when I think about, you know, the ancient Egyptians and all of those slaves that they had who were building pyramids and dying at at work while they were constructing the pyramids and they were working in the harshest of conditions. They were basically being you know thrown food and that's if they got lucky uh they were being looked after so that they could be strong enough to do their work on a day-to-day basis but there was certainly no humanizing element of the way that they were operating and while the world has come a long way we still do have some serious problems in terms of how subcontractors are are treated in the contractual chain and When I look back to the ancient Egyptians and I think, wow, there were so many slaves. Why didn't they just turn on their masters? Why didn't they just kill their masters and get out of that situation and run away? Uh, But the thing is, when you are so culturally oppressed over decades and decades of time, and this is your lot in life, you can't see that there could ever be a better way for things to be done. Now, I know that's an extreme example. Uh, I would be very surprised if builders were getting away with doing that these days. But I do want to draw to your attention, if you're a subby and you're listening to this podcast, that the real power that we have to make a change is the power that we have collectively. So it's the power that when we band together, we can make people listen. But while we stay silent in the majority, nothing is going to change. So if you're a subcontractor and you're a business owner or you're, you know, a worker in a subcontracting company and you've got somebody that you can talk to about this in your business, this is where I'd like to invite you to talk to me about these things. I have grand plans, uh, not just for this podcast, but for my business and for my involvement in the industry to really make a difference in this space. Currently, I've got access and am networked to some of the highest caliber construction industry lawyers, uh, arbitrators, adjudicators, engineers, quantity surveyors, construction managers, uh, builders, industry associations uh, on the face of the earth. And I have been really overwhelmed with the interest and the common ground that we have been finding when we've been having these initial conversations. And it's my goal to build that network and bring that network to you so that you've got access to the people who will be able to influence legislators and governments so that we can have meaningful reform. Now, security of payment reform has been, uh, you know, up and down in Australia in the last few decades and some of the states have gone in different ways. We've watched New South Wales change to closer to a Queensland model while Queensland simultaneously changed back to closer to the New South Wales model. It seems nobody knows who's Arthur and who's Martha and every single time they make a change, it makes it more difficult for the subbies to really understand how to do their admin to protect their payment. When it comes to unfair contract terms, we got some great amendments to Commonwealth legislation that... Uh, were intended to protect small business but show me a subcontractor who knows where to find that and how to actually explain that to a builder when they're negotiating a contract. These are just two examples of spaces where subcontractors if they could be better represented in the industry and we could 
collate the feedback and get that in front of those people of influence uh, to influence that reform. That's where we want to be operating in that space. And that's what my goal is uh, with, you know, social media and podcasting and coming to you guys with constant check-ins alongside bringing you value and tips and tricks that you can implement in your business today to get you paid, keep you out of dispute and help you run your business. Uh, That is my overarching goal is to make a difference to the industry. Now, when we think about those ancient Egyptians and you think about all those feet in the ground, if I can just transform that in your mind and help you see that every single one of those people had a voice and it's the same with subcontractors. If you think about the contractual chain, you've got a principal then you've got a builder, then you've got you know, 40 to 50, sometimes up to 100 subbies on a project. And then you've got all the sub subbies, you've got the suppliers there are exponentially more of us than there are of builders and principals. And so that's one of the reasons that our voice can be so powerful if we can speak up and be heard. Now to add to that, subbies are different to builders because subbies have got skin in the game. Now, when I'm, what I'm talking about here is this is your money. You've got a small business, more than likely a family business, Uh, statistically subbies are small family businesses and so it's actually your money that you're dealing with so the realities of what you're facing on a day-to-day basis and how you see an overall project your rose-colored glasses are an entirely different color to those of the builder who potentially might have one or two men at the top who who own the building company or women I should say one or two people at the top who own the company, um, you know, maybe there's as many as 10, uh, but the rest of the, the voices that come from the builder's camp are employees of the same builder. And so when you think about how surveys are done and information and feedback is captured, if one particular builder has an agenda that they need to push uh, when there's consultation taking place, they may have 50 to 100 to 200 employees available to them to en masse carry out and complete surveys. Whereas you, the subby, you are going to have a lot less, a lot less people avail- available to you to be able to do that. But the great thing about your voice is that each time a subcontractor completes a survey or gives feedback on a particular topic, that is an actual representation of the opinion of a business. And I just don't feel that subcontractors are taking the time to do it and they're not using their voice even in confidential or closed forums. Now, from a perspective argument, if you think about the perspective of you as a subby versus the perspective of a project manager or a construction manager in a building company who's an employee, you have got a far wider range of Uh, perspective to be able to give feedback on because you are on the tools but you're also sitting at the big boys table having these negotiations so in terms of the way that you think about your business you're managing apprentices tradesmen you've got a business you're doing HR you're doing marketing you've got to worry about licensing you've got bass you're performing all of the functions of your business And then you're also an expert in your trade. So there's that technical uh, carrying out the building work aspect 
that builders just can't talk to because they're not on the tools. They've got you for that. So if I had to sum it up, I'd say, look, you, the subby, you're probably the only link in the contractual chain that manages projects using project management principles and simultaneously uses and manages staff and has to manage those staff using people performance and operational uh, strategies to be able to carry out the work efficiently and productively and safely. So from that aspect, when you think of it like that, you're not just the jack of your trade, you're jack of all the trades and all the business trades and all of the business functions that the builder still has to carry out. You've got to carry that out too. Uh, But here you are at the very bottom, you're being dictated to in terms of your construction program, who else you've got on site, um, you know, many, many contractual constraints. And then you've got an, an overarching builder who's up the ladder in the hierarchy who is supposed to be the brains behind making all of this come together. And so if I haven't convinced you uh, yet today in this podcast that your voice matters, your voice matters more, I would say, than a builder's voice or an architect's voice or the principal's voice or an engineer. Your voice matters so much in this discussion that it really is disheartening to see that subbies won't stand up and say what they think. You, if you are doing that, you are choosing this forever. You're choosing just to let this be your lot in life and know that if you don't speak up, you can't complain. You can't complain if nobody comes out of the woodwork and fixes your problem because you haven't told them. You haven't told them what's going on. You haven't told them what the operational implications of what you're facing are. Legislators might be there thinking, look, we've just given these guys a great opportunity to become, say, for example, a secured creditor, which is always the goal under security of payment, Um, notwithstanding that in many instances they can't achieve it. But doing this, these efforts are being made. The changes to the laws are taking place anyway. Why wouldn't you step up and tell them what you want? Now, I know that there is a concern from subcontractors that builders won't use them if they get political or if they get too vocal and all of the reasons you all think that you're not going to win the next job. I understand that that is a real concern for you and and a genuine fear. So I'm offering a solution. I'm doing a survey, the Subcontractors Voice of the Industry survey. It is only 10 questions. This is the start. This is the first of many surveys that I'll be putting out there that are confidential. You don't even have to write your name anywhere if you don't want to. You can just fill it out uh, and do the survey. And what I'm doing is I'm capturing pain points from subcontractors all the way around Australia And my goal is to be able to create a picture of what is giving you the most grief. The results of this survey are obviously you can't be identified, you'll be confidential, but the results of this survey will help me to shape the training, the free information, the tips and tricks that I can bring to you to help you out. You will have all, if you're reading, if you're listening to my podcast, you will have seen my um, social media posts and some of my videos in the past and you'll know what I'm about. So... What I would suggest is go to my website, www.tricksofyourtrade.com.au. At the very, very top of the very first page on the homepage, there is a link called 
complete the subcontractors voice of the industry survey here. Click on that link, do the survey uh, and get your voice heard. I would dearly love for you to, at the end, if you wish to, you can request a copy of the results of the survey, but it does mean that you need to give me your name and your email address, because if you don't do that, I don't know where to send the results to. So I would dearly love it if you could do that. And if you did do that, what I would do is I would let you know when the next survey comes out. So once I can drill down on the broad brush issues of what is giving subbies the most grief, I will then be trying to drill down into more specific uh, areas that we can make improvements on. Now, if you think that 10 questions isn't really going to make a difference, uh, what I would say is you buggers are so lazy that if I gave you more than 10, you wouldn't even do the job. And so I have uh, had to just keep it short and succinct. It's all multiple choice so that it's not going to take more than two to three minutes of your time to just pick the ones that apply to you as you go through the survey and get it back to me. Now, as always, if you wish to contact me about anything whatsoever to do with your trade business, uh, any questions about this podcast, or if you just want to make a comment to me uh, or give me some feedback, you can email me questions at tricksofyourtrade.com.au. If you'd like to know a little bit more about what we do and what kind of a business I'm running, you can go to www.tricksofyourtrade.com.au. But what I'd really love for you to do is to subscribe to this podcast because every single important piece of information that comes my way will be an episode on this podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Have a fantastic weekend and I will talk to you next week.